Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm uh, delighted to present to you our speaker uh, today, Professor Menachem Klein. Uh, Professor Klein is a faculty member in the Department of Political Studies at Bar Ilan University in Israel. He studied Middle East and Islamic studies at Hebrew University uh, in Jerusalem. And among other posts, he was also a fellow here at St. Anthony's College in the Middle East Center itself, right? Yes. Uh, since 1996, he is active in many unofficial negotiations with Palestinian counterparts. In 2000, Professor Klein was an advisor for Jerusalem Affair and Israel PLO final status talks uh, to the Minister of Foreign Affairs at the time, Professor Shlomo Ben-Ami. And uh, he was also a member of the advisory team operating in the office of Prime Minister Ehud Barak. In October 2003, Professor Klein signed, together with prominent Israeli and Palestinian negotiator, negotiator the Geneva Agreement, a detailed proposal for a comprehensive Israeli-Palestinian peace accord. His book, Lives in Common, Arabs and Jews in Jerusalem, Jaffa and Hebron, was mentioned by the New Republic as one of the best non-fiction books for 2014. And his forthcoming book, this coming July, Arafat and Abbas, Portrait of Leadership in a State Postponed, uh, I'm sorry, to be published in July, as I said. And the title of his talk today, derived from the book, is Abbas Leadership in a State Postponed. Professor Klein, thank you for coming. Thank you very much, Yaakov, and thank you very much for coming. Uh, and I'm very happy to see you and be very happy to come back to this room. I spent many hours in 92-93 and then 2001-2002 uh, in this room and, and upstairs, and I am privileged to, to, to come back. Uh, I have a problem because I have so much to, to talk about and not too much time. Uh, so I will introduce, will say some, something about the book, what, what, uh, which topics I cover, um, introduce Mahmoud Abbas, and then we can, uh, we can have a discussion and go into details that, uh, that I, uh, I prefer not to, not, not to mention in my introduction. Uh, it's better to leave it to you to hear from you what you want to, uh, to know more about. Uh, the book actually the book is n unlike Lives in Common, which is a very different, uh, a different uh, topic and very different structure. This book is a, a portrait of the two leaders, uh, basically as, as presidents, as presidents, not PLO activists, but presidents. I, I, I write a portrait or biography, uh, political biography of the two presidents of the P Palestinian Authority. Of course, looking back and what they brought into office, which skills, history, uh, uh, and so on, but it's mainly about the personalities of, uh, of, of the two. And all along the book, I compare uh, Arafat to Abbas, okay, the, both of them. Now, Arafat was the president for 10 years. Um, Abbas is president slightly over 10 years already. So we deal with 
an entity, a political entity that exists uh, uh, more than 20 years, since 94. Um, uh, and it's, it's very interesting to, to, to see um, and to look on from above what each of them brought, how uh, each of them functioned politically, uh, uh, and, and the personalities. Now, the, uh, the first chap chapter is about Arafat as an icon, and then uh, I, uh, I uh, introduce Abbas and his early years in the PLO. The second chapter is about the negotiations with Israel and the United States, the foreign relations of the PA, uh, not, ab not about Camp David, but post-Camp David. Um, Camp David uh, was studied very well. I also contributed to the final status negotiations, uh, the history of, but I deal with details in, uh, with Annapolis process. Um, and uh, so the relations with Israel up to date and with American presidents Obama and Trump up to date. Luckily enough, uh, the, still I have time to update my manuscript. So I still I have, I think, about a month uh, or so, so I can uh, update the, 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 the manuscript. Uh, then I move to domestic politics, um, institution building, democracy, um, opponents, Hamas, of course, uh, what happened inside Hamas, the politicization of Hamas, the changes within Hamas, and the conflict between uh, Abbas and, uh, and uh, Hamas. I won't say Fatah and, and, uh, and Hamas because this, um, the, the, this disagreement, the split between the two is led um, by Abbas m more than it... Uh, uh, it reflects Fatah uh, negative attitude towards uh, towards Hamas, uh, and then uh, and, and then I move to to the uh, succession struggle, which act actually is running uh, the succession uh, struggle between different candidates, with different types of candidates, uh, already opened I think a year or two years ago. Uh, and it, it is also part of the PA presidency. Much of Abbas' reactions, especially in recent year, recently, let's say two years, in recent uh, two years, uh, is kind of uh, or part of trying to control the succession struggle. Uh, so these are the four chapters the, the, uh, of, of the book. And uh, maybe I will introduce Abbas. He's less known. Okay, we, I think, we, we know much about Arafat. We remember Arafat uh, very well. He, uh, he was in the uh, public spot for many, many years. Abbas not. So it's interesting, I think, I hope, so, that it is uh, interesting to hear about the early years of, of Mahmoud Abbas. And, uh, and how he came to power. 
So Mahmoud Abbas was the ultimate candidate to succeed Yasser Arafat in 2004. And his road to the Mukata'a was very easy. Many hopes were pinned on Mahmoud Abbas after his election. For Israel and the international community, he was the perfect person in the right post at the right moment, not because he proved extraordinary management skills in his previous posts, in Fatah or in the PLO, but because he has shown that he is different than Arafat. When Fatah founders started their armed struggle in 65, Abbas remained in Qatar, where beside running his private business, he uh, exported to Qatar Sony electronics from Japan. He collected donations for the young movement. He arrived in Qatar in 57 and first worked as a teacher later moved to the growing oil industry that offered him much higher income. Abbas returned to Damascus in 1970 and started investing time in Fatah and PLO political activity. In the late 70s, early 80s, when the PLO confronted Israel from Lebanon, he was PhD student in Moscow who helped advocating the Palestinian case. Between 70, 1970 and 1982, when the PLO headquarters was in a neighborhood in Beirut, known in the, P, uh, the PLO discourse as Fakahani Rep Republic, Abbas preferred remaining in Damascus to where he and his family fled in 48 from the city of Safed. Damascus was a parochial city, whereas Beirut in the early 70s was Paris of the Middle East. The Lebanese civil war of 75 and the Israeli invasion in 82 made it the focal point of conflicting armed groups and regular armies. These both, both faces of Beirut did not attract Abbas. Thus, he did not experience the Israeli siege of the PLO headquarters in 82 war. He joined the PLO fellows in September 82 when they moved to the quiet city of Tunis. See, he is not, he is, takes part, but not takes part in the PLO uh, struggle and, and, uh, and, and the movement history. Unlike most of Fatah and PLO seniors, he did not make his living from what they called the Palestinian Revolution. He became a very rich person in, uh, in Qatar, nor had a key position in Fatah or the PLO. He played a minor role in maintaining PLO relations with Arab leaders, taking care on what the PLO chairman Arafat and Farouk Kadoumi the head of PLO political department, both, both at the center state, had left for him. He, wasn't, he was not an important person in, in the PLO. He chose to keep distance also on the field he considered himself the best PLO expert. 
Zionism and Israel. Before 93, he knew Israelis only from far away and not argued in favor of reaching a compromise with Israel. Issam Sartawi represented the PLO in meeting with the Israeli Council for Israel-Palestine Peace from 75 uh, until his assassination in 83. Said Hamami, representative in Lebanon from 73 until his murder in 78, promoted politically a two-state solution in the second half of the 70s, and Abu Iyad, the number, number two in the PLO, uh, uh, hierarchy argued for the two-state solution in the 80s and the 90s. Abbas was not there. Abbas. Interesting, interestingly, at no point his interest in Zionism led him to keep in contact with the PLO research center that studied Israel and Zionism. Its library and archives. He did not visit the, the PLO study center or the archive or the library. Arafat, however, showed interest in the center work, but it was limited. Typically, Arafat demanded to approve every nominee, impose his view without consulting the director nor studying the issue on stake. That's typical Arafat. But Abbas was totally out of it. Although this was Zionism and the State of Israel was his PhD uh, thesis in Moscow. On the margins, almost outsider, wealthy and financially intended, Abbas was free to differ with Arafat. Abbas did not like Arafat one-man show, management, management style, and preferring political loyalty to qualifications and performance in appointing senior positions. Abbas also was against militarization of the Second Intifada that Arafat, according to Abbas, could have prevent. And based on his PhD on Zionism, he considered himself understanding the Israeli society much better than his leader. Indeed, the disrespect was mutual. Arafat thought that Abbas' view on Israel is simplistic and he is too soft with Israelis. Therefore, he should not let negotiate alone with them. He did not let uh, Abbas negotiate alone with Israelis. Abbas re remained on the sideline for many years, exactly where the Oslo talks began as a private initiative of two Israeli peace activists, Ron Pundak and Yair Hirschfeld, and the PLO representatives Abu Allah and Hanana Sharawi. Once Oslo track broke into the mainstream in summer 93, Abbas found himself in the spotlight. But he was once again relegated to the margins. His Israeli counterpart, Shimon Peres, won Nobel Prize along with Yitzhak Rabin and Arafat, while Abbas never received credit for his contribution to the deal. Between 94 and 95, he continued to remain on the sidelines. Immediately after the signing on 93 Oslo Agreement, Abbas called for a move from revolutionary governance to state building. 
which required professional manpower, functioning institutions, and performance pattern that could provide the Palestinian people with good services. Accordingly, in 1994, Abbas came to an agreement with Yossi Bailin, what is known as Bailin Abu Mazen document. Uh, Bailin was worked then under Paris in the Ministry uh, of Foreign Affairs on principle, principles for a long-term peace deal. Rabin's murder drove a stake through those plans. Regretfully, Perez rejected both the plan and the very idea of making the principles a central component of his campaign to succeed Rabin. He did not want to move fast forward, unfortunately. He was, uh, uh, Bailin asked him, but Perez refused. Nor he then supported the establishment of an independent Palestinian state. Till his last day, Perez was against an independent Palestinian state. Uh, Oslo process brought Abbas to keep close contacts with Shimon Perez. He came against his public opinion. He participated in Perez's funeral against the pressures within uh, uh, Fatah and the, the Palestinian uh, public opinion. Uh, he. Uh, agreed to, to, to come uh, once the uh, Paris family asked him to attend. Uh, and uh, he uh, did not put attention to the domestic uh, criticism inside uh, the Palestinian territories. Remind you, the Israeli-Palestinian Knesset members boycotted the funeral. The, uh, is what we call the Israeli-Arab representatives in the Knesset. I prefer using Israeli-Palestinians, call them Israeli-Palestinian uh, Knesset members. Um, they boycotted. Abbas, Abbas came. Arafat established the, the, uh, Palestinian uh, in the Palestinian Authority a chaotic system like that which character, uh, characterized the PLO in Beirut and in Tunis. This chaos flourished as a result of lack of coordination between PA branches and between its senior members. By duplicating authorities, the PA president sought to promote competition between his ministers as well as between different police and security service units in order to solidify his control. The absence of systematic planning units in, the, in administrative departments and the personification of the political process, including Arafat's personal participation in top establishment forums, added to the chaos. Thus, the political and administrative system suffered from a high degree of deinstitutionalization. Deinstitu These words of political science. Decisions were made primarily ad hominem instead on the merits of the issue or personnel at hand. The personification of the political and ruling systems was centered on a chain of patron-client system operating from top down. In early 2003, Western leaders and Egypt 
forced Arafat to create prime minister position within the Palestinian Authority that till then was a pure presidential system, appoint Abbas in March and transfer him some of Arafat's powers, including on security. The president, typically and as expected, undermined his prime minister authority, limited his executive power, and caused his resignation just after five months in office. Similar power struggle developed between Arafat with his executive branch and the legislative council. I write about it uh, in details uh, in another chapter. Leaving office after so short time, five months only, was not considered Abbas' weakness and his incapability to hold off pressures. The international community charred Arafat. Ironically, Abbas proved that he is a good student. Later, he made the same to Salam Fayyad. Also a prime minister, international community heavily favored. Abbas endorsed Arafat's centralism. For Israel and the international community, Abbas was the polar opposite of his predecessor. From 2000 and until his death, international leaders had grown tired of Arafat, while Abbas still earned their praise. Western leaders had good reasons. Unlike Arafat, Abbas is not theatrical, but business-minded. Arafat did not hesitate to promise much beyond his capacity to much beyond his capacity to accomplish, although he used to say, and I quote, "We are not asking for the moon." End of quote. Like an accountant, Abbas is cautious. Abbas can can be a principal of a school or accountant, dry person. As far as leaders are players on the diplomatic and political stage, and they are, in my view, Arafat was a player, though more than in a few occasions, unconvincing, unconvincing and melodramatic. Abbas has no playing skills. <coughs> he does not run a heroic show, unlike Arafat. His style is dry and straightforward. Indeed, all politicians mix fantasy and wishful thinking with reality, but differ on intensity. Abbas, on the other hand, creates the impression of trustworthy man, though unimpressive physically, consistent, and you could always count on his word. World leaders warmly endorse and help maintain Oslo Accords that he was one of its architects. Abbas openly opposed violence and terrorism of the Second Intifada, which to his mind was catastrophic for the Palestinians and their state building project. The 2003 conflict between Prime Minister Abbas and, and President Arafat led to an increased appreciation for the former, whom, world, whom the world viewed 
as an ideal leader to succeed Arafat. It was hoped that through his leadership, the Palestinians would undergo the same change that Abbas himself underwent. The man who began as a supporter of, of armed struggle and the establishment of a Palestinian state to replace Israel has, since the 80s, supported negotiations and a, a small Palestinian state alongside Israel. The Israeli peace camp was sure that, that the public that elected Abbas would send, stand behind him when it, it came when time comes for a peace deal with Israel. I think that the, the Israeli peace camp is wrong in this, but uh, this, this is an, another argument. Abbas is not a political entrepreneur nor manipulator. Actually, he dislikes them, which explains the distance he kept from Arafat and his bad relations with uh, Mohammed Dahlan. I write about it also in details. He did not push his way up the presidency by using intrigues. It was given to him as a default choice domestically and the first choice internationally. In 2005, Abbas won the support of the Palestinian people and the Palestinian establishment. He is the last founding father of Fatah still around today. Abu Yad and Abu Jihad were uh, murdered. The, both of them were seniors than uh, Abbas. A Palestinian opponent killed Abu Yad and Israel killed uh, Abu Jihad. Uh, Marwan Barghouti is in the, the leader of the uh, young generation, the young guard, uh, who is much more popular, was always much more popular than Abu Mazen is in Israeli, uh, Israeli jail. So he was <coughs> um, the, uh, the only one around that enjoyed uh, the uh, external support of the uh, Israel and, and the international community. <coughs> However, not only his age and veteran status worked in, Arab, in Abbas' favor. Thanks to international support, many Palestinians and the Israeli peace camp viewed him as the only person who can force Israel to end occupation and win independence for his people. Similarly, many in the West Bank and Gaza were afraid that Abbas was willing to go too far and give up the right of return for 48 refugees into Israel. But the hope that Abbas would gain freedom from the occupation lessened the worry among Palestinians that facing strong Israeli objection, his weak personality would bring him to give up the dream of return. Since his uh, election, Abbas frequently, frequently travels abroad to, poli to politically uh, promote Palestinian independence. But at the same time, his fellow Palestinian citizens uh, oh, sorry, his, the, his, his fellow Palestinians criticize him for staying far from their everyday life problem and the, and the occupation that they suffer from. Abbas functions in a dissonance reality. On the one hand, he uses head of state style, symbols and ceremonies, 
For Abbas, the state of Palestine under his leadership is not fake, but rather gradually emerging from national rights discourse to reality. On the other hand, he has to get Israeli permission to each of his trips and ask his people to stand fast against the occupation that one day will end and full independence achieved. How much time I have? Okay. Uh, I should cut it uh, shorter. Uh, Arafat attracted young activists. He started his career in, in Cairo as an activist student in his 20s and became involved in Fatah at his 30s. Later, Arafat, the symbol, attracted the young generation despite lacking outstanding wisdom of the aging person. Abbas has almost no connection with young Palestinians. Abbas, unlike Arafat, does not fascinate the young generation. He did not build direct contact with them during his many years in the PLO and was elected president at his 70s. Now he is over 83. For Abbas, age is an obstacle rather than advantage in building cross-generational support. No less significant than the company is the symbolic dress. Arafat always covered his head with black and white kafiyah that during the 36-39 revolt has become a symbol of Palestinian nationalism and wore army-style khaki suit. He even pushed forward the iconization by claiming that he shapes the kafiyah on his head to resemble Palestine borders. In the rare occasions that Abbas wore kafiyah, he put it, on folded, uh, on fo uh, put it folded on his shoulder like a shawal. Their different personalities are reflected also physically. Arafat's eyes restlessly, restlessly moved, seeking for the approval or checking the impact of his word makes. Moreover, he easily became emotional. Abbas, on the other hand, is restrained, looks straightforward, and self-controlled. Gender-wise, the Palestinian Authority remains male elite, also under Abbas. Only one woman in Fatah Central Committee out of its 19 members, and 10 out of 81 members in the Revol Revolutionary Council are women. Only one woman, Hanan Ashrawi is PLO executive member. In addition, there is too slow generation mobility in the Palestinian elite. Palestinian Authority, Fatah, and PLO senior age, eh, seniors age between mid-50s and late 60s, enjoying high, st high status, political power, and financial resources. They are by far older than the West Bank and Gaza Strip Palestinians. According to the Palestinian Central Bureau of Statistics, the median age is 19.8. 39% of the population were less than 15 years old and only 2.8% were above 65. So the elite represents, let's say, the group, the age group of the elite is similar to 
less than 3% of the population. The younger generation is underrepresented in leading institutions, nor has a voice in the decision-making process. Arafat and, uh, Abbas, sorry, Abbas and his colleagues expect them to respect the old guard hierarchical status and abide to its decisions. And they control actually all the institutions. Lacking experience in institution buildings and mass mobilization, or doubting his party man executive performance to stick to a plan, Abbas considers the Palestinians as incapable to run an unarmed intifada. The Palestinian public, according, Abbas, according to Abbas, lacks self-control self and restraint. Soon it will react violently to the expected Israeli provocation. Violent intifada only serve Israel in letting her use military might and condemn the Palestinians. Abbas consistently rejects Marwan Barghouti's request to establish a managing apparatus of nonviolent popular resistance. Based on, on his and his fellows' experience in running mass demonstrations during the first intifada, they, Marwan and his assistants, suggested establishing public education campaign and nonviolent enforcement team that will meet Abbas' right concerns. However, Abbas was not convinced or feared Barghouti's popularity. His security forces and Israeli army block weekly nonviolent civil society dem demonstrations from spreading outside two, three villages into center West Bank. They attract local and international activists unaffiliated to Barghouti's Fatah group. Without expanding to main cities, settlement gates, and IDF roadblocks, those demonstrations remain ineffective, an anti-occupation ritual and catharsis, rather than rolling down a snowball. Abbas limits nonviolent resistance to advocating Palestinian rights internationally, increasing the number of states that recognize Palestine and joining maximum international organizations. According to Abbas, surviving the ground is nonviolent form of resistance that supports that support his international initiatives. Now, uh, I, I would like to, to, to end this part of the present, my presentation and, and the discussion, the seminar, with uh, a, a conclusion that uh, the late Roger Owen made in his book on uh, authoritarian regimes. Uh, and uh, uh, I was very sad to, to read about uh, Roger's passing away. Uh, I met him here in uh, 92, uh, 92-93, before he left to, uh, uh, to the United States, to Harvard. Arab presidential authoritarian regime, Roger writes, are post-independence reaction to colonialism. The authoritarian state is a security state without political pluralism or checks and balances. Instead, power is personified and charisma routinized through the leaders 
admiration. No successor is singled out, no democratic change is, uh, in presidency is possible. Key positions are held by those that the president trusts most, his family and close assistant that came from the security establishment or party seniors. The regime runs formal political practices such as elections and party conferences to gain legitimacy but the, the president closely supervises and orchestrates those operations. Arab authoritarianism aimed to replace the fragile sovereignty that national movements achieved with, the, with a strong state that will prevent the return of the colonial state. Although the Palestinian Authority did not achieve independence and its authority is fragile, it has much in common with Arab presidential authoritarian regime. It is a security autonomy with limited democratic institutions and procedures. Indeed, Arafat faced problems in, personif Arafat faced problems in personifying his power inside the Legislative Council, yet he preserved his iconic status. Abbas, who never had such a status, bases his rule on sheer force. Actually, according to uh, researchers, among them Professor Nathan Brown from Washington, more in, uh, democratic institutions were established under Arafat than under Abbas. The, the PA was more democratic under Arafat than under Abbas. And I can go to many details, but this is well shown. Moreover, under Abbas, the colonialist power, Israel, intensifies his exp its expansion into the autonomy areas and, uh, and in its affairs. This and other weaknesses increase the fragility of the Palestinian Authority. Decolonization is harder today than ever and creates the ground for heroic liberation struggle. Moreover, which I think may happen the, the next stage. Moreover, based on post-colonial Arab state history, post-colonial Palestine expected to remain authoritarian and justify it by the need to prevent the indirect return of Israeli colonialism. Now let's, let's discuss. Thank you. Professor Klein, uh, I think there are many, many different aspects to uh, address this, and I would like to open the uh, discussion. Yes, Professor. Thank you. Thank you very much for this presentation. You mentioned that after the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin, Paris um, declined or rejected 